Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to a new special of the Wrestling Around slash Wrestling Around. Uh, one big episode this week. Um, and because it's a new special, we don't need two of the fucking jokers we normally work with. So you've got today Scoop Hell and, of course, the Corvette selling world-class wrestling journalist. A very handsome man, as someone pointed out on Twitter last night. Yeah, Aaron Michael Franklin. Aaron, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm not I'm not bad. Thank you. Um, I'm just can we have banter on this, on this show? Yeah, we can have a bit of banter, can't we? I'm sat here with a part of Guinness. So, you know. um, I'm drinking Record League tonight. Um, I've still got tons from... I think I bought it for WrestleMania, which is hopefully it's still in dirt. Yeah, it's full of beers out yesterday. Um, very out of date. Yeah, I had, much, moment, I had to throw some Northern Monk beers out, but I probably kept that heartbroken because they, they expired in 2022. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mine weren't quite that bad. Yeah, why I had them, I don't know, because obviously I've only been living in this house since 2023, so I was going to need to move them <laughs> from my old flat. Um. But they were completely out of debt. So my chicken bag of beer is um this is in the bin now, which is uh we said. But I have ordered the KFC rum. It came ah. back in stock. It's arriving in two weeks' time. So I'll do a live taste test on the uh, on the podcast. Where did you order that from? Uh Amazon. Oh. And in the end. Yeah. Uh it's twenty five quid a bottle. That's not bad, is it? I didn't think so, but then again I've not looked how big the bottle is. <laughs> which I probably should have done. Was, so is it this is, is why it... it'll be a miniature. What brand is it? So it's Dead Man's Fingers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it gets two point five stars on Amazon, so that's that's oh, good. That's not good. Um, basically, it's spice drum and the spices used are uh, the uh, the herbs and spices from from KFC Chicken. So Dead Man's usually quite good, though. Yeah, I'd heard it's good. I'm not really a rum drinker normally, but yeah, the eleven herbs and spices um, gives notes of black and white pepper, treacle, toffee, vanilla, and butterscotch. That feels like a lot. But... I'm not a fan of butterscotch. See, I am. I love a good uh, where was original. And uh, just give them out. To... No, I'm joking. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Well, I'll do a live taste test uh, in, in two weeks' time. See how it goes. Um, 
But yeah, we should say Ross is on holiday. He AEW all in was just too much for him. He had to get out of the country for a bit and compose himself. Yeah, and, too uh, much of a good time. Yeah, he did. He, he just had a blast and he was just he was up there cheering it all, marking out for the main event. Um the Sizzle Me Daddy, I think, was his favourite part. He really got into that. He was doing mm. to everyone. He was scissoring everyone who uh, who came near him <laughs> throughout the night. And Terry is uh, in prison. Um he got cancelled. About time uh, for his comments on the podcast last week. So there's no Terry, just uh, just the two wrestling journalists tonight. And, and Aaron, I want you to cast your mind back to roughly a year ago where we just arrived from a big stadium show. Yeah. And all we could talk about afterwards was CM Punk kicking us backstage mm-hmm. at an AEW event. Um, fast forward a year, we're doing the exact same fucking thing. Um, but this Con- time with more consequences. Yeah. Because CM Punk has uh, has indeed been fired from AEW. Rightfully or wrongfully, though, I think that's what we're going to be discussing on uh, this week's show. Um, yeah, that'll be a lot to unpack. I mean, the big question is, where does AEW go from here when their top merch seller, mm-hmm. since his debut... He has been the top merch seller month in, month out. Where do they go from here without Punk? Yeah, they've. it's a hell of a call. A hell of a call from from I think, I think it potentially needed to happen. I'm not disagreeing. And I, it's good to see that Tony Khan has actually grown a pair of balls. Yeah. However, how much in merch sales are they going to lose? How much in ticket sales are they going to mm-hmm. lose? Punk was the biggest commodity in the company. Yeah, the and how of, much viewers are they going to use lose as well? With, yeah, um, they, don't, they, don't even, they don't have that many viewers anyway. No. In comparison to WWE, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I made the comment on, on Twitter last night of AEW is now pretty much Jericho and a bunch of indie guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Jericho is the biggest name in the company again. Yeah. Like the way when it started, they've got no punk. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would say, like I said, I said because we, it was kind of up in the air, wasn't it? Where we're going to, um, all, all in, yeah. <clears throat> um, at, for, for the, up to the lead up, there was no punk match, um, announced. And I said, I wonder how many people would think about not going if punk wasn't on the card. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> let's just touch on all in because we will do a full review, um, when the full squad's back. Back together, of course. Ross had such a great time that it'd be terrible of us to 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 you know let him miss that review. Mm. But um, there was a lot of CM Punk merchandise around. Um, yeah, very polarizing reaction when he came out um, as well. Obviously, he came out first. Um, our second actually, didn't he? So our joke came out first. But uh, yeah, it was very polarizing. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I instinctively booed him. I think that was more because of the fans who ruined every WWE event for the past 10 years doing CM Punk chants more than it was the guy himself. Because um, it's a strange honour that we've potentially seen his last wrestling match. Um, I, I don't think we have. Uh, but well, like I say we'll, we'll get into it in more detail. Yeah. Um, um, what, I guess yeah. what we should do really is start from the beginning. Oh, well, well, we'll start from all in. We won't start from the beginning. beginning Because if you think this really... Uh, Actually, let's start all the way from the beginning. Let's can do it. We've got we've got an hour. This all started really in 2014 
uh, when CM Punk quit WWE. He then uh, obviously went on a podcast. Uh, well, he didn't turn up to work and got fired, which apparently at the time of continuing it was outrageous, but kind of makes sense. On his wedding day, um, did a podcast with Cole Cabana, WWE Dr. Sudim. Him and Cole Cabana fell out, which is kind of doesn't seem like it's relevant, but then you fast forward to CM Punk arriving in AW 2021. That's basically where all the heat started between CM Punk and the Elite was mm-hmm. the Elite thought that CM Punk was responsible for Cole Cabana not being booked for shows anymore. He denied it. Tony Khan denied it, but no one really put it to bed. Uh, a lot of heat. That resulted in a year ago, him going absolutely off on one of them uh, in a press conference. There's a big brawl, the aforementioned brawl out. And that's kind of when the honeymoon period was over. For AEW, I think, because it's the first time I had any backstage drama, but also for CM Punk in AEW. Um, and we've just had a year of kind of the every week where I think we're talked about, will CM Punk quit or be fired? And mm-hmm. I guess it's finally happened. Um but yeah, that's that's where it all started. A lot of heat, and it was a, the end result was a Jack Perry had had an argument with CM Punk a couple of weeks ago about using real glass. CM Punk was like probably quite rightly, I would say, said, mm-hmm. "No, you fucking idiot! Don't use real glass." Um, who do you think in <laughs> Goldberg? I added those lines, but you could tell us that's where it would come from. Uh, Jack Perry does use real glass, but I'm assuming a different context because I can't. Is- I you know imagine that that was pre-planned. The fact that they had a car on stage, um, they knew they yeah, were doing that. I would imagine in some um, companies they pretend to use some like plexiglass or or, or yes. something, not real glass. Yes, it's safer. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, so he did a few suplexes. Was he suplexed onto it in the end? Um, yeah, yeah. Hook yeah. was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, looks in the camera and goes, it's real glass. Crammy Crammy. Uh, I mean, obviously, we didn't see that because we were in the stadium watching the show. And it was a pre-show match, I should add, as well. Um, it wasn't even on the, the main card. Um, apparently, he told people backstage, a few people who his mates, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to say this. <laughs> obviously, he didn't tell Tony Khan, allegedly. Uh, CM Punk hears about it. Because you're a jungle boy, what the fuck? And then depends on which side of the story you hear. Someone threw a punch uh, somewhere. But I I guess the more important thing that came out midweek, like it wasn't the initial report. Um, I think we knew about the the brawl whilst we were watching the show. Um, I think the first report from Fightful came out about two hours in. So we were in the stadium and it was probably happening underneath us or somewhere somewhere near us in in the backstage area. But then it turns out that he then had a blast, he had a blast with Tony Khan, um, lunged at him, according to reports early in the week. Meltzer last night said he was being generous to Punk when he used the word lunge. It was a lot more than that. Um, apparently some monitors fell on Tony Khan at some point. Big investigations happened. Uh, Tony Khan obviously didn't answer any questions about it at the press conference, either press conference, the all-in press conference, or the, the all-out press uh, uh, media call it was not a press conference um, said hopefully by the end of the week he'll have a idea whether CM Punk will a- appear on All Out in Chicago and very bravely I thought in Tony Khan's eyes 
a few hours before they were going live in Chicago, he announced that CM Punk had been fired. Um, mm. He actually said, I've got part of his promo. Um, he said, I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, and my life was in danger at a wrestling show. Did I don't think s- anybody should feel that way at work. Did you see the video of someone filming it in the um, live in the, the stadium? Yes. And Shia just thought everyone called him a pussy when he said that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it. you don't know what happened. I was like, you know, it's. I mean, I'm imagining some sort of big backstage brawl, <laughs> you know, like kind of monitors flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been the fact that CM Punk threatened him. We don't know how he threatened him, but apparently it was all oh, captured yeah. on camera cctv yeah or, or something uh dave Meltzer said it was in the area where they do the interviews after football games okay and apparently there's always cameras rolling which i thought that that makes sense and the more i thought about it, i thought that doesn't make sense at all like they leave <laughs> to leave a camera on 24 hours a day just in case someone does an interview the only thing but, i can think is if there was yeah. potentially filming backstage to at some point and um, release like uh extras on a dvd yes like, yeah documentary style yeah, because we do it every year, don't they, for WrestleMania? That's mm-hmm. how we got the footage of um, Brock Lesnar throwing a belt at Vince McMahon after yeah. 34, I think. Um, but yeah, so we don't know that. We might see it, but I, I assume that they, they won't, given AEW's reality shows have kind of avoided all this drama for the past year, probably to the detriment. Um, I assume we'll see that. But but yeah, what did you think of Tony Khan's statement and, and how he announced it? I just, he's not an on-screen personality, is a blessing. No. He's sat in a chair for the majority of it. Yeah. Almost like a steel chair on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how you address your, your fans. You should be either standing at the top of the entrance ramp, mm-hmm. or it should be in the ring. Yeah. It should be in the ring announcing that. It's a, it's a huge announcement to, to make, and probably the biggest announcement mm-hmm. they've made since Punk's debut. Yeah, and he's not even give the fans the privilege really of him standing in the ring and announcing it. Yeah, I well, I I was kind of going two ways with it because he did a pre-tape that was aired on TV. So the one yeah, on I've TV seen, I saw that today, but it was more or less the same. Which is the why the whole life thing I thought wasn't him embellishing it. He's always had that cleared by someone because he said it in both. But I, he looked terrified. Um, he always looks terrified. He sounded but... like he was about to cry, but I will say, I think for me, fair play to, to Tony Khan. He's not meant to be a wrestler. I kind of hope this, in some ways, is the last, or oh, we see less of Tony Khan now. Like I, I think like these these media scrims are kind of he ain't going to be able to say anything on this. Like if I was him, I'd, I'd I wouldn't cancel the press conference on Sunday night um, or tonight, I guess after all out. But I wouldn't go if I was Tony Khan. I'd just leave it to the wrestlers. Tonight, I think, because he's not going to be able to answer anything anyway. But I, I thought he had the choice of he could have just rolled that pre-tape in the in the stadium and not and not said anything, mm. um, which I think would have been fine in any other city. But I feel like he had to do a bit more in Chicago. Yeah, and he kind of won them round, not fully, but I think he probably the fact that he did go out there, and I think some ways the fact that he looked terrified and definitely sounded terrified probably helped him 
in that there was, I think, a lot more. He got a lot more sympathy from the Chicago crowd midway through the promo. It was basically when he started talking about Wembley. Um, mm-hmm. That it all started to kind of like, I oh, actually, yeah, Joe, this guy's all right. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I thought he probably handled it the best way he could. And I also give him a lot of credit for announcing it. He could have easily waited till Monday mm-hmm. once they got out of Chicago. Um, but I think everyone was expecting CM Punk to arrive all out if he didn't. So I think he made the right call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right in the sense of him not being on TV as much mm-hmm. because he's not he's not a TV personality. He's just a man with some money. Yeah. And he hasn't got the charisma of, of the, the Vince McMahon's of the Eric Bischoffs. He, he, he shouldn't be on screen for me. No, I I jokingly, well, half jokingly, I thought it would be class if he did it. If he'd have come out to Punk's music at the start last night, <laughs> and I'd be like, you want Punk? Well, I fired Punk. Um, and it just becomes like the biggest heel in all of wrestling for at least at least that night. But I don't, yeah, he's not, Vincent Mann had experience being a commentator, obviously, before mm. he, um, and also just got a different personality. But yeah, same with Bischoff was a commentator before he became a, a wrestling personality before he became a backstage booker. He was a commentator beforehand. So they they had something about them. Tony Khan doesn't no, I think doesn't need to, it, but I just I don't think we need to see as much of him. I think they need to have some on screen GMs or authority mm-hmm. figures for the shows. Yeah. I think that's the potential to move forward. Mm-hmm. From this, yeah, take, I take think Tony so. off there's, there's plenty of people backstage, isn't there? Like they've got plenty of old wrestlers, yeah, who could do that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could have been Bischoff in a different world, but I think that that bridge is burnt now. Um, yeah, could have been Regal, although, but... although um, Eric Bischoff did did commend Tony today mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, he's been commending him a lot recently, um, which leads us to our exclusive. That actually, Bischoff only had heat with CM Punk, um, and is now expected back in AW at any point <laughs> going forward. That's not true, if I don't believe that. But um, but yeah, I I was I was I was interested in Bischoff's take because you could argue that he had a lot of situations like this that he also didn't handle particularly well, mm-hmm. and he kind of. Lent from experience. Yeah, let it you went it went amok, didn't it really? And um it looked like in some ways that AEW was possibly going down the same path as that. But now I I think maybe the, I don't think I think this is the end of AEW is a big challenge. Well, no, this will be a challenger company. I think this is possibly the end of AEW ever overtaking WWE that that it was getting slimmer and slimmer over the past year anyway, I think, with the success yep. of the bloodline. But I think that's probably over now. But what I do think it will do is it will stop it from being... It's not going to self-destruct now, I don't think. I think it's mm. going to be a, a very solid number two for years to come mm. because of this decision. Yeah, but I think what they need to do and what Tony needs to really take on board and, and put in place is he needs some structure backstage. Yes. He, he hasn't got any structures. Let wrestlers run amok. Do what they want. That can't happen in no. a big, in a big, in any, in any, in any, any company. You can't have people running amok and doing what they want. Yeah, he needs to put the experienced people into talent relation roles. Mm-hmm. He needs to dedicate um, locker leaders. You think if this scenario had happened in 
early 2000s. You've yeah. got in WWE, you've got Undertaker as your locker mm-hmm. room leader. If someone had done that, like what Jack Perry had done, for example, yeah. come backstage, Undertaker would have probably knocked him clean out yeah. and just left him left him there. And that had been the lesson or to, to put him a match, as they used to do, um, yeah. just beat shit out of him. Beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. They can't have that. They need they need they need structure backstage. No to and stop. They can't have the wrestlers can't have the amount of freedom that Tony's been giving them. No, I don't think so. And I think to do that, they need and it's almost sacrilege to say it, but they need the ex WWE guys who worked in a big company before to lead the charge. I think when this happened last year, it was John Moxley and Dan and uh Brian Chris Danielson. Jericho. And Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Uh-huh who kind of led the troops. It's going to have to be them three again, I think. Um, John yeah, Moxley, I, Paul Bastard, probably not going on holiday again if, if he was planning on doing it. I, I I think they need to put Daniel Bryan's, uh, Bryan Danielson. Yeah. yeah. I think they need to put him on Collision. Yes. And he's yeah. the locker room leader for Collision. And then you have Jericho and Moxley for Dynamite. Yeah. So he's the new face of it, which it suits him because he's a... He's not a punk-like character, but he also is in the fact that his gimmick is he's a decent wrestler, basically. Yeah. And to, to yeah. boil it down, but, you know, Collision can still then still be the type of show it is without it becoming too much like Dynamite. Because I think yeah, that's and the, and the appeal still, of it, was it's different. Yeah, you can still have some good matches on there. You can have um, Danielson versus Samoa Joe. And, you, you know, yeah. you can get some good rivalries going on with them too. I think they're put on some banger matches. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's if he wants to do a hard split. Yes, well, when you should say that because I've been doing my research this week. Uh, somebody has been doing their research, and that that person is me. <laughs> and <laughs> I've got some notes. I'm actually I'm actually using Microsoft on that. I'm I'm really I'm really on it today. So Andrew Zarian of Matman, who follows us on Twitter, so you know he's the real deal. He said um, that Warner Bros. Discovery were informed late last week that the soft brand split would be ending and that Collision and Dynamite would have the same roster going forwards, which was kind of immediately sprung into action as the Young Bucks appeared for the first time on Collision mm-hmm. last night. Um, which is possibly a, a good a good approach. It looked like they were going to have to do this anyway when CM Punk walked out very temporarily earlier in the year and they had to basically Photoshop MJF over the top of him. Um, to kind of cover both. Um, the the real wealth championship is just going to disappear. That's not going to. Um, what is still going to? It's going to circle elsewhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. I mean, I don't. I assume it's just a replica, right? It's. Um, yeah. I never. I never really know what happens if you know when they they do this where there's two people holding both hold the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one is the original, but the rest are just like very. Like replicas, right? By by default, it's. I'd imagine they have multiple belts because a lot of the old school wrestlers have the belts of one in their yes. home, so they've just obviously remade a belt when yeah. they've done a title that change. True, yeah, maybe it's like a football trophy where they make a new one every year to give or a replica to give to the the championship mm-hmm. um, winner. Um, well, it, to, to be honest, the AEW replicas are, are probably. Just as good as the the real one, or they should be for eight hundred and fifty quid <laughs> outside Wembley. If anyone, if anyone drop that, get in contact and sponsor the podcast because you clearly got the money. Um, I would say so. 
do that. Um, side note: one point four million in merch was sold. Um, the biggest gate, wasn't it? Yeah, biggest gate. I think was yeah, probably one of the biggest. I'm not sure if it'd be Clash- it'd definitely be Clash the Castle in terms of attendance. That was obvious just from looking at it. Yeah, I think um, it beat the gate as well. I think it beat, it beat the um, gate as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is Clash of the Castle wasn't cheap either. So that is that is impressive. Yeah, and do you know what the the, the merch at AW wasn't apart from the belts, it was not badly priced. No, I thought, was, I thought it was very reasonable actually. You go you go to some concerts now. I went. I mean, I went to Elton John earlier in the year. You're looking forty fifty quid for a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. Artie Mullins were charging 25 quid for a tote bag. I was disgusted. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I noticed where a lot of bands, sports, I think that's a lot of the, the way a lot of them make money nowadays. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't make money from TV or you don't make money from streaming, really. And that's no. where you that's where you earn your money from, touring and your merch. Yeah. So it's understandable to a certain extent. Yeah. But there's always that argument, and maybe AW proves it, that if you charge reasonable prices, you will sell more. Because mm-hmm. I don't genuinely don't think I saw a merch stand with less than a mile queue. Um, it was no, absurd. Crazy. Yeah. Which is another big thing about this weekend. Like you mentioned merchandise. Did you see the picture on Twitter that was circulating of the merch stand at uh, Collision last night? No. It only had about three or four t shirts for sale because obviously they took all the CM Punk stuff, especially with it being in Chicago. Yeah. And they had to take it down, so there was about three generic AEW t-shirts and a, like an acclaimed t-shirt, and that was it. That was... that was not that's not so different from Wembley, though. Yeah, yeah, but it was like no, because there's no CM Punk stuff. So you know when we had all the back, and then it was all full. Mm-hmm. They just had to take everything down because there was that obviously purposely this, took more this, CM Punk merchandise. This goes back to my earlier comment though of where do AEW go now? The biggest merch seller has has gone. Because they're going to lose a lot in revenue from this. Yeah, I think they need to get MJF party shirts <laughs> based on what well, I said on the weekend. I can't believe that we at the merch stand they had no Jericho t-shirts. They had no Sting t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had no MJF t-shirts. They had no um, Cole and MJF t-shirts. Yeah. We literally had a few um, CM Punk, a few generic. And the Sismi Daddy T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically what it was at Collision last night, but without the. And, the, and this, this is what I don't understand though. You've, the, you've gone on the AEW shop, and there's mm-hmm. hundred T-shirts on there. Yeah. So why are they not? I mean, I'm not saying bring a hundred T-shirts because you, you, the stalls would be absolutely huge. Yeah. But twenty-five T-shirts, thirty T-shirts. Yeah, I can only assume they take to each city what they think is going to fill, like sell the most. Um, yeah, but you think, yeah, but Wembley, it's the first yeah. time a lot of fans. Yeah, what they should have done, I think, is had like a superstar outside, like they do at WrestleMania, because mm-hmm. it was basically WrestleMania for them. Um, and have all of the, you know, like, because that's, you know, you go to WrestleMania, they they have, a, oh, even at Clash of the Castle, they, they took over like some empty units, hadn't they? Yeah, in the end, the and they did the, the big superstar in there. They could have done something like that, I think. Like, I understand you can only have so many within the stadium and at the merch, official merch stands, but it would have been good to have, like, a full superstar on, on the box park or somewhere yeah. down when Blue Air. I'm sure there was enough abandoned units they could have rented out for 100%. Yeah. I, but I, I think that's why AEW lacks, is that they don't have the 
logistics of a big company. They're still acting like an indie company in some ways. Like I'm sure it's one of the Young Wicks wives that runs right. the merch, just because you know they were there at the time. But it's it's not as professional as it could be. I don't think they still use Pro Wrestling Tees, don't they, as the supplier? Where yeah, WWE using Fanatics along with the Premier League and NFL. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's where the the difference is really at the moment. But then, I mean, you, you do look at it, and yes, that they are a, they are a second company. They've only been around four mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So I think that you know it can't all come at once. No, no. So you have got to build. You have got to build on things. Yeah. I think. I think they went too big too quick, mm-hmm. and then they haven't been able to keep up with the momentum. I think yeah. that's a, a, a big downfall for the company. Um, you know, they're, they're still around. They're doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're nearly outsold Wembley. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it'll come in the next few years. Carry on putting on big events like that. But they need to. They need to sort the. For me, they need to sort backstage out. They need to sort the talent out. Yeah. They've got a lot of work to do in the next few months. Yeah, I think they do because there's still a lot of even last night. Like you would think, everyone would be on the best behavior. Um, Cash Wheeler, who I. Thought really, if I was him, I would definitely wear my neck in um, after recent weeks. Uh, did the CM Punk pose on his entrance last night, just after his, his boss had made that emotional speech. Uh, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks did a, a victory lap, um, apparently mm-hmm. mocking fans chanting CM Punk afterwards. And in some ways, you can say it's heel heat, but I was like, just just, just let it lie down, get the fuck out of Chicago, and then turn it into whatever storyline you need to do. But it's, I think it's little things like that, really, that I, obviously, that that speech at the beginning was painful for for Tony Khan to make because the other thing is Tony Khan is a massive CM Punk Mac, um, so it'd be like you kind of you know we get Jericho on a podcast and a week later you've got to buy Jericho, <laughs> we're firing you, <laughs> Reigns have gone yeah. down, yeah. <laughs> it ain't it ain't happening. It's it's a pretty talk about never meet your heroes, but like obviously I think Tony Khan was visibly upset, and the last thing if I was. If I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, right, you're fucking cash wheeler, right? You nearly went to prison. You've just fucking supported the guy I've just fired. Get the fuck out, <laughs> too, basically. Well, what what my question is, just off the back of that, you've got cash wheeler doing the CM Punk pose. You've got whichever one of the books doing the victory lap. Yeah. Is, was CM Punk wrong during the um, press conference when he said he's working with a bunch of children? No, I don't think he was. And I think it's the lack of big company experience for a and, lot of it. Like that in that what Matt Jackson did, get away with it on Indie Show. Right. So you you yeah. can go you can go wild, but national TV show and all this is going on, like I, I wouldn't have bothered if I was him. He's meant to be a face tonight. Teaming with FTR. Like I know they know they're gonna get booed, but why would you actively go and make that that worse basically? If I was in WE they'd be gone. Same night Vincent yeah. Man had have marched out the building. Yeah, oh, we've seen people fired a lot last time. We we saw oh, yeah, Titus just... O'Neil uh, suspended for <laughs> tapping Vince on the shoulder. Yeah, well, just and... I think the main one is just start smile at them. Yeah, fucking Paul London. Yeah, he's <laughs> straight, out, straight out the door. <laughs> but it happens so many times. I mean, Daniel Bryan got fired, didn't they? For like the, the necktines and, and mm-hmm. this, there's so many um, scenarios where that's that's happened. You said the wrong thing in an interview, and you're out the door basically. Um, but that's the sort of thing that if I was Tony Khan, I would make an example out of someone else now. Like, you know, if they're not going to listen, not going to behave themselves after you just fired the biggest star, like, where are they going, really? But then, but then it can't all fall on him. 
It can't all fall down to Tony Khan to keep everyone in order. He can't do it. Yeah. He, no. This is what I'm saying. He needs to put people into creative. He needs to put people in talent relations, et cetera, et cetera, to run the business for him. Because, yes, he's a, he's, a, he's a wrestling fan, has been a wrestling fan for years, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know the business. No. He's still learning the business. Yeah, he's and still, I'm saying he's, still... he's got any veterans. Like, I mean, obviously, one person who came out well of the the Wembley story was Samoja, uh, mm. who who broke it up about it. And he said, "Don't count the fuck down." Um, and then he went out and had a match afterwards. Should remember this this incident that all happened before um, CM Punk's match. Um, Samoja, though, perfect, right? You're not going to fuck with him, but also mm. being in a similar role NXT. Why it's yes. under Triple H, why it's under William Regal. Surely he's the type of person you want in that role going forwards. Not, I don't know who's it. Was it Chris Daniels? Who was it? And I noticed the travel yeah. guy was apparently a, the fed young rock account to his, his Twitter buyer. And I, yeah, I think they need some neutral parties um, or some people, maybe even not wrestling related. Maybe that's another thing. Maybe they should just get someone from talent relations who's, uh, mm. you know, what's, what's John Laurinaitis doing? Don't no, want him anywhere near your company. <laughs> but no, you're you right with what you say. Surely Jim Ross has done that role, and it would get Jim Ross the fuck off commentary, which should be the, the main highlight for, for no, me. I've, I've not had the dis- displeasure of uh, listening to it yet. Oh my God, just as you wait until that trio match. But no, you're right in what you're saying. Does, do you, for example, do you put Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryanson um, into the, the, the role of the locker room leaders for collision? Yeah, I, I think you do. I think that makes a lot of sense. Really. You've, got, you've got two people with with Smojo, a lot of experience from TNA, a lot of experience from WWE. Mm-hmm. Danielson, a lot of experience from WWE. The now it runs, and how big companies work. If the, if if AW wants to grow and become a, almost a competitive WWE, that's what needs to happen. Now, now Punk's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it makes complete sense. I, it should. If it's not a watershed moment for 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 AEW, then something's gone wrong. I mm-hmm. think at, at this point to get to the point where you have to fire your biggest star and your your top marriage seller, your top ticket mover. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue Melsa was saying MJF was now, but you know, either way, um, you know, I still forget MJF got himself in a lot of trouble last year, and it wasn't really resolved. Um, mm-hmm. It. It, it it they should have realized it before this, but I'm, I'm glad to get back to the original point. I'm glad Tony Khan showed he had a set this weekend and did what he did. But also, you kind of think if he'd have just put his foot down this time last year, would any of this have happened? Or even before then, like it was all brawl out was the first time we saw it, but obviously it was happening before then um, backstage. That was because that was the kind of. It, the, the tipping or the boiling point wasn't it for CM Punk the first time around? So yeah. you just kind of think if he'd have put his foot down, if he'd have just said in that press conference, Punk, shut the fuck up, or just said, Look, look right, we'll, we'll move on now, <laughs> no more questions mm-hmm. or something like that, instead of just kind of sat there nodding along, could it have been Could it have been different? Or do you reckon CM Punk was always bound to, to do this eventually? I don't know. I mean, Punk came out two weeks ago saying that he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Working for working in in the AW, yeah. Um, but then again, could that have been resolved if you'd have had people in the right roles setting rules? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, it it felt weird actually because there was obviously the whole thing about which we've not mentioned yet, but I'm sure people listen to another context already of, of 
CM Punk's travel was. And he didn't get picked up at the airport, which he was expecting. Mm. And apparently it was like, don't pick anyone up. You just you could get picked up in a certain time frame. If not, you were told to get a taxi or an Uber. CM Punk got the tube. Um, I don't know if you've seen the picture with the fan on the tube. Yeah, The fan yeah. doing the go to sleep gesture. Couldn't think of anything worse. Um, CM Punk, for me, should have been paid millions in compensation for having to withdraw wrestling <laughs> 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 fans. On the tube, um, but in all seriousness, it sounded like as much as CM Punk hated WWE on the surface, he was expecting AEW to be more. He was almost like he was shocked at the lack of professionalism within AEW. Really, it was almost like he was yearning for a more WWE type environment, despite him not enjoying that when he was in it. Um, but that that one kind of came across like the whole thing with Jack Perry. Of course, you're not using real glass. You fucking idiot! I can't believe no one's told you this before. Or mm-hmm. expect going on a business trip abroad and expecting to be picked up from the airport when you get there, and all these little things really that you would think would be happening in a big company. And it sounded yeah. like to give CM Punk some credit, that's what he was trying to do. I mean, so my one of my concerns now is Punk's gone. Chuck Perry turns around and wants to do another dangerous spot. Is anyone? Is are people just going to let him do that stuff? Yeah. It, it sounds like it. I'm not um, going to question it because if Punk, if anything, is going to is trying to prolong Jack was trying to prolong Jack Perry's career. Yeah, by helping him out and saying, oh, "Come on, don't be, do, don't be doing yeah. that. It's stupid." Yeah, well, that was another big point of Punk's frustrations this time last year, wasn't it? That he was basically complaining that the youngsters weren't listening to him. Mm-hmm. We're doing our own thing, and he was like, "You've got a in, well, not a WrestleMania headliner, but a a former WWE champion here, and you're not." You're not listening to me. Um, yeah. And it was a bit of a, a bit of youthful arrogance, I think, with the AEW guys who haven't been to WWE of like, yeah, but then we can do yeah. stuff differently. But then they're trying to do stuff that was done in the 80s and the 90s and the, the noughties, should we say. Um, and wrestlers had shorter careers. They're just going to yeah. shorten the careers. Mm-hmm. Look at everyone in WWE. They've all now late for a lot of them in their late 40s. Yeah. Coming up to the 50s, still wrestling. Yeah, that's it. You know, Bobby Lashley is. Uh, it's 47. So there's your yeah. tick that off on your bingo card. You're wrestling on bingo card for, for this week. But but yeah, it's amazing how, how long wrestlers can go now compared to when they used to. And a lot of that is because the wrestling's safer. And you can still have good matches. Like I think, you know, we should, on top of all of this, uh, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe all in was a really fucking good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I don't think they did anything particularly dangerous in there. Like, obviously, there was the whole swing to the announce table, but in the grand scheme of bumps, that's just nowhere near, is it really? But yeah, it was still a a really really good match, and I, I think that's what CM Punk was trying to do. To his credit, where he failed was that when he wasn't getting his own way, he got violent, which I don't think can be excused really. So I, I think they were right to yeah. let him go, but I can almost see the motivations behind that. He he wanted. It almost seemed like he was disappointed that AEW wasn't be, becoming the bigger company it, it could be, really. Like, yeah. two or three years ago, they had WWE by the show on Kelly's. Like, they they were, you know, if you if you listen to demo chat, they, they they ran off NXT onto a different night. They were getting very, very close to, to Monday Night Raw's, just full on ratings at, at one point. And, you know, apparently you'd be in the demos. And then, a year down the line, it's you know the, the light years apart now. Other than the Wembley being a, a 
big exception to, to AEW's current trends. But uh, I don't WWE think is I... selling out every week, AEW yeah. are not in the USA. However, I don't think All In at Wembley has got anything to do with it being AEW. The sole reason that has done so well is because you, the UK has been so absent of wrestling shows, wrestling events for the last 30 years that ever, as soon as it was announced, Wembley, everyone's jumped on yeah. it. Oh, we would have gone regardless, right? We would have gone if it was TNA. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> in Wembley. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this Wembley was the main show. draw, wasn't it? I would, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of wrestling fans have probably never seen Wembley. And, yeah. You know, the last time a wrestling show was at Wembley was SummerSlam. Yeah, 992. And that was the old yeah. Wembley as well. So this is the first time at the, yeah. the current Wembley Stadium. So, but, you know, if, and again, we, we, we spoke about this over, over the course last weekend of the reason, one of the reasons why we, that WWE potentially didn't do that well at Clash is because it was in Cardiff and it's a mm-hmm. ball ache to get to for anyone in the UK because it's like seven hours for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, whereas London's more accessible. If, if WWE could have probably done Wembley, they could have probably sold out. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. Obviously, the reason why they didn't do it is because they got two million pound given by the, the Cardiff um, Park Council yep. to toward that show. So, yeah, I don't think it's any reflection on AEW doing well of, of all in. I think it's just we've been so depraved. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a. It's it's hard to tell. It's kind of I I, I really really enjoyed it, and I'm probably going to watch more AEW off the back of it than I did beforehand i think like mm-hmm. jim ross's commentary aside <laughs> the hour i've watched on itv for the other night and i will watch the rest it was really good like it was from a production standpoint it was like watching a wwe show which was more one of my main issues with aw in the past is that it kind of yeah. feels like you're watching a smaller product so like the first days of dynamite it, it felt pretty small time whereas that did feel like a not a wrestlemania but if, if wwe did a stadium show you would expect it to be kind of presented the same way. Um, but yeah, it was, I, there was kind of a secret yearning before. And they like, if, if this was in a, and I think I said it afterwards, actually, I think I enjoyed Clash at the Castle more because I was more invested as a WWE fan. Yeah. Than I was as an AEW fan. Like I think the, AEW All In was a really, really fantastic show, but obviously the emotions that we had in that Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns yeah. main event will, Will never be topped. <laughs> I think um, that near fall where Solo interrupted was oh my god, that was that was cloud nine or mm-hmm. or close to it at that point. But um, yeah, but I yeah that, good. I think that's one thing that AW. Another thing that AW is like, and I, I, you know, I don't want to just be sounding it slagging AW off and saying oh they should be doing this and they should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But WWE uh, does a lot more in terms of story mm-hmm. story development. Don't see much of it going on in AW. Yeah. Again, is that because Tony's running creative? Does he need to put someone with more experience in there? He's got Jeff Jarrett. I know Jeff Jarrett's obviously running the um, overseas um, shows. Live events, yeah. Live events, yeah. But um, do you get someone like him into creative where, you know, he, he did a good job in TNA. I think he needs a bit of help further down the card, Tony Khan, doesn't he? I, I actually think his main event storylines for the most part are really good. Yeah, MGF versus Adam Cole. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fantastic match. Fantastic storyline going into it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic storyline development throughout that match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not a great deal. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And then further down the card, it was just like, oh, here's a match that we think will be cool. Um, yeah. For a while. Like, I don't understand the. The but nor do I care about the Bullet Club and the different <laughs> factions in in that now. It's just no, it's kind of that's beyond me. So yeah, I, I think he needs more help down further down the card to because I think if people are in storylines, even if they're not on TV every week, there won't be as much of a frustration because they'll know the they're going somewhere. So even if they're on every other week or something like that, yeah, like WWE do that. Sometimes the story is just not on TV for two weeks, and then it will be followed up on on the next the next week. And as long but as you get- kind of still know it's happening. Well, people tune in for to yeah. see or are they going to be on TV this week? Yeah, that's it. And it's kind of the people who are in the matches one or in the feuds. You would think we'll get frustrated because you're just kind of like, okay, you're in this program with X, and it's gonna you're not on this week, but you're on next week, and and, and so on and so forth, and and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue that AEW had for the most part was the most interesting storylines when on TV at all. <laughs> yeah. They were all, they were all backstage. Like if you, the whole anything, all anyone's been talking about, and all the match we all wanted to see was either CM Punk versus Kenny Omega one on one, or it was CM Punk. Well, everyone apart from Ross, it was CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Right, that was mm, yeah. They were big matches that you wanted to see at Wembley, and we thought, oh, well, this is what they've got to do. This is the biggest match they can possibly put up. Yep. There wasn't even a sniff of it. Even CM Punk is parading the well, the real Wales Championship. No mention at all from MGF that that's that's even happening. Like that didn't even look like that was going anywhere. Like MGF is kind of well, not goof around, but he's in a a light hearted story of Adam Cole in the main event. Mm-hmm. Where CM Punk's like, yeah, I'm the fucking real Wales Champion, and yada yada. No interaction between the real Wales Champion and the actual Wales Champion at all, and. It almost seemed like, yeah, you don't need to watch that. We've barely watched any. Well, I'm speaking for ourselves, but I'm probably speaking for all of us. We've barely watched any AW this week, this year. But we kind of know everything that's going on backstage because that's what's in the news mm-hmm. cycle. And it's those fans that AW attract anyway. So yeah. you could we could have got that atmosphere that we had at Clash at the Castle if it was a Kenny versus Punk main event or Elite versus CMFTR because... That's what people were emotionally invested in. In the end, we got some good matches, but there was nothing that really, really hooked you to picking a winner and and really mm-hmm. kind of going for it like a proper spot. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, I don't want to see AEW go down. I don't think they will. They've got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as I said earlier, I think we'll probably be interesting to see how to do at Wembley next year. Now there is that. Now they've already announced it. Actually, that will be. I feel like they're going to have to do a better job with the card next year because it obviously to... that, that Wembley fact is gone now. Mm-hmm. It it's... needs to stop announcing waiting a week before the show to announce the card. It doesn't work. Yes. Yeah, You can't yeah. leave your storylines running right up to the night before. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in a yeah. wrestling push when you try and sell tickets. If if he'd have announced the card a month, a month before because he, he had set storylines that were going to Run and end at, yeah. at, at Wembley. Um, I think he could have sold that out. Yeah, it would be a sellout. Yeah. Do you think if he'd um, 
if they'd have sold a lot less, because obviously they were probably within quite quickly they were up to about sixty, seventy thousand, which I think was probably if we listen back to our podcast of the announcement, it was probably what we thought was gonna be the max. Do you think when he got that so quickly, the motivation for him to um announce a card kind of dwindled a little bit? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and also, you're, you're not the, under you're not under as much pressure are you, to sell tickets. No, that's it really. So it's almost like he could save the the big matches for either all out or which he hasn't done because the all out card tonight looks shocking. It'll probably be an amazing show. I know I said this, but it looks very weak on paper. Just in comparison, if WE had WrestleMania coming up mm-hmm. and no matches were announced. Yeah. WrestleMania pretty much sells out every year within the yes. first month of tickets going on sale. Yeah. So they know for a fact WrestleMania in a year's time is going to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. But then at Triple H or whatever, Vince McMahon, week before announces the card. Yeah. Fans aren't going to be invested in that. No, and you're not going to get people buying on pay per view, which obviously WWE don't have to worry about, but AW do. Yeah. Um, and but I, yeah, what... I think this one they got away because of the history, but I don't they won't next year. No. He needs but then it all comes back to creative again. Yeah. Yeah. Needs a bit of help on that. And he needs to build some big stars next year. His his most interesting match is just kind of gone now because he's fired CM Punk, which, I think I think I'll be do. honest, I think he's got three, four months to build some people up. Yeah. Or he's gonna he's gonna lose a lot more in his in his viewing viewership. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be it's interesting. Lost. Do you think he'll get a bit of a bump now? I think more people might have tuned into Collision last night than they would have done had he not been, because obviously he went head-to-head with Payback. Um, but I, I assume people at the very least had Collision on a smaller screen somewhere just to see what was going on, just out of the intrigue more than, yeah. quite more possibly. than anything else. But it might tail off again. Um Quite quickly, It'd be amazing to see. Um, speaking of the future of Collision, then um, the they've told Warner Bros. is covered. There's no gonna, there's no longer going to be a soft brand split. But I think also at the same time, I just don't think your big stars are going to be appearing twice a week because they'll get diluted very quickly. Um, yeah. Sean Ross, I think you watched the live stream last night. It was basically saying Edge and Sasha Banks on Mercedes Monet. Will have significantly put their prices up. Um, could you see either of them being the face of of collision if that's the way they go? Sasha Banks, no, because the women's division has got a hell of a lot of way to go in, in mm-hmm. AW. Yeah, she's um, got no one to wrestle, has she? No, there's I mean, Soraya and mm-hmm. Rebecca. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's probably a couple couple of others that are escaping. Jamie Ater, mm-hmm. they're probably the big the big stars. Um, after that, it's. It, I suppose it's very much the same in WWE. The women's divisions have just been kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Um, Edge, yes. Adam Copeland, yes. Can mm. I see it happening? Not in a million years. No, um, I think it'd be very hard for him to keep up physically, being the face of a show, because he's not been on SmackDown that much recently. He's no, he's done a few matches this, this year, but or the last year, yeah. he's a, it's mainly pay per views. Yeah. You can't have someone just at your pay-per-views. You need they need to be on weekly mm-hmm. to become a face of a company. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, I've, I suppose we've talk, spoken a lot about AEW. Where does AEW go? I think the elephant in the room of what 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 does CM Punk do now? Yeah, um, I mean, I I think he's done. I just I just can't see him. I I, I can't see enough people in WWE wanting to put up with him for it to for it to work. But also, I. I I think I tweeted this last night, which started all the whole brouhaha um, with that fucking twat with a Pokemon avatar. Um, I don't think, I think CM, this is probably da- the, the running AEW has probably damaged CM Punk's value to WWE in a lot of ways. One, they're probably looking and thinking, right, he's just the same as he was 10 years ago. He's just going to cause us trouble. And two, he hasn't made AEW, the AEW kind of, they had a bit of a, Spike when he first joined, but in reality, they're kind of in the same place they were anyway. Um, before he joined, like they may have a mm-hmm. couple more, uh, like tens of thousands of viewers, but I, I, you know, I think after all out 2021, his first match, everything always happens this weekend, apparently. There was a lot of like bloody hell, like AW could be a, a viable kind of number, you know, we, we might be back at the, the old Monday Night Wars kind of era, but I. Don't think we're anywhere near that now. So no. I think WWE probably look at it and think he's not the game changer we thought he could have been. So they probably won't care enough. Uh, but what, what do you think? I think this potentially could be some interest there. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts are you've got two totally different fan bases. You've got your sports entertainment fan base, you've got your wrestling fan base. Yeah. Yes, CM Punk potentially wasn't that much of a needle mover for AEW. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you had this, this CM Punk chance, etc. Mainly in Chicago. Um, but he was a needle mover in WWE. Yeah. Now, under the right management, would he be put in his place? That'd be my biggest question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would, I think he could be a needle mover. You, you, bloody hell, you could, some, some of the matches that he could put on. Roman Reigns versus CM Punk. You're telling me that wouldn't sell out of yeah. WrestleMania just based on that? Yeah. Well, that, I've just now you said it there. That could be a good link in there. In that, obviously, CM Punk is a a Paul Heyman guy. Mm. So I think if anyone was going to like, come on, dude, just just behave yourself. Job to the tribal chief. <laughs> Get on with your time here. He'd he'd be the person to do it, right? Like, oh yes. Yeah. I think Paul Heyman's potentially. The advocate, she was say, <laughs> yeah. um, of getting Punk back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, was it Sean Ross Sapp? Off, no, Cult Holly posted today that apparently CM Punk is still on bad terms with quite a few people in mm-hmm. WWE, which probably includes Triple H. But going back prior, going back about a year, maybe two years, Fox wanted CM Punk. <laughs> they demanded yeah. that WWE got got Punk for SmackDown. Yeah, and they put him on the chat show, didn't they? Because WWE, yeah, didn't want to play ball. Um, so well, like, I assume the CM Punk didn't want to wrestle at that point either, as well. I don't think that was just a yeah. WWE decision. We are telling me that if you brought Punk in, they wouldn't be selling out major shows just yeah, based on his I, name. I guess the idea, anyway, though, that would be my. 
my playing devil's advocate for not bringing him in. I'm not saying I, then I, I think they need to bring him in. I, I, I don't yeah. think they do. That the product's very good. They've, you know, they've got staple names throughout the company. I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying, like, I, I think he is a big name in WWE. Yeah, if you could, if we could recreate Money in the Bank 2011 somehow, somehow, maybe I don't know. Looking at the calendar, Survivor Series in Chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> in November of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would do it because I actually really enjoyed CM Punk's work. Like my, I think I've said it before. You know, my favorite match of all time is the CM Punk versus John Cena at uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah, see, I missed out on the whole summer of Punk because that's when I stopped watching yeah. wrestling. Um, I can appreciate some of it going back and watching it, but it's, yeah. I don't think it, it's not the same hype. Yeah, for me, I, I will say, Aaron, we all missed out on a similar punk as soon as fucking Kevin Nash got involved. Um, not that I'm just spare <laughs> <just> about it. <laughs> but they wasted that storyline. I do think they could make a great storyline from it. Yes. Uh, oh, I, there's 100%. There's, there's, there's the, the Heyman um, connection on its own is, is enough, I think. Um, there's also Seth Rollins, which would be really, really interesting. Um I think he has a lot of animosity, isn't he, with, with CM Punk? Have you, have you seen the interview? Yeah. From earlier in the year where he calls him yeah. a, a cancer and it's half in character. Mm-hmm. I think if he rang up CM Punk was that like, mate, I was just you know trying to build some heat. Um CM Punk would be like, yeah, right, it's fine. Let's have a mm. let's have a match. But yeah. Oh, there's there's definitely some possibilities there. I I don't know. I think could you the see him turn up in a smaller company? Could you turn him see him turn up in impact or no? I think if if he doesn't go back to WWE, he's done. Yeah. Because again, without that WWE fan base, I don't think he's that hot of a commodity. Yes. He's not that much of a needle mover, mm-hmm. as evident in AW, a smaller company, and the AW fanboys are gonna be hating on me, but mm-hmm. He was a needle mover, like you say, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But as soon as, and I'd imagine a lot of that is because the pre-announced his debut, a lot of WWE fans have tuned in thinking, oh, I wonder what Punk's going to be doing. Yeah. But AEW is not for everyone. No, because I remember his debut at the time, and I probably said this on the podcast because I watched it. Terry Peters texted me at like 2am the night of it, and I was like, oh, there's a link, you can watch it for free. So I did. I don't know why I was up at that point or why I was opening Terry's messages. But anyway, I decided to watch it and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But he did the usual, uh, I'm so happy to be here. WWE sucks lol. It, 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 it wasn't an inspiring promo, I don't think. But it didn't need to be. He's in Chicago. No. Like, yeah. There's that meme and I got crying. It was all good. But I then thought, like, cool. I guess I'm watching Rampage now. And the next match was like Daniel Garcia versus someone even more obscure. And I just turned it off again because I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen CM Punk now. I the fact that this they signed him, Danielson and Cole in the space for about a fortnight. They should have done something better than just all three of them being like, yo, I happen to be here, WWE sucks, which is kinda of what they did to it. Which is the it was the formula, wasn't it, at that point? Um, yeah, you did you did it for one but not the other two. Yeah. But I think if they'd have brought them in as like a new NWO type faction or something, straight off the bat, just mm-hmm. something a bit different. So I think if you're going to bring CM Punk in, it has to be very storyline-driven. I don't think it can just be 
hey, CM Punk, and he's like, yeah, happy to be here. AEW sucks, lol. That that kind of thing. I, I think it needs yeah. to be it needs to be some sort of Paul Heyman related oh, yeah. story or something like that. Put him straight into the Bloodline storyline. Yeah, it's the only place it fits, really, isn't it? Like, I just, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to see him coming and feud with the Miz or something like that. It, it would need no. to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody's that would that be interesting? Yeah, you wouldn't put yeah. him in. You wouldn't put. It'd have to be in the top of the card. You won't be able to put him in like CM Punk Gunter. Although no. I've been saying for months, I think Gunter come come WrestleMania. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be after WrestleMania. He'll be pushing to the, the upper mid card, top or oh, top, yeah, now top we've of the got card. two world titles. Guns is a almost dead set to be. Something's gone wrong if he's not a world champion. I think in the next couple of years, um, yeah, Guns for sure. Um, he's got like a week left, hasn't he, to break the intercontinental oh, championship? I, yeah, a bit longer if you believe Honky Tonk commands yeah. claim. He thinks it's one day more than what WWE are claiming. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Hopefully, it doesn't end end on that day. That's it. Chad Gable on Monday night, isn't it? Um, yeah, they can't. They can't. The will. I don't think the will take make Gunter lose the title on on Raw. No, I could see him doing it, but just not until he's broken the record. I, to get this close, and if it's not like it's, if it was like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or someone's, although he was, you know, he we'll get onto in a second. If it was one of, if it was his title, title ends short. But the fucking honky tonk man, like they need to sort that out. <laughs> I think really they need to. I think to be that's weaving. a wrong that needs writing. They need a better, yeah. longest reign in the Continental Champion than the fucking Honky Tonk Man. I think WWE have nailed it, absolutely nailed the booking in the gun to Chad Gable, and I think Chad Gable is, is the one to do it. Yeah, just not before. Just the, not now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Fastlane. It's after. I'd, I'd hold on. I'd hold on to Survivor Series. Yeah, stretch getting out through the getting through the European tour in October. Yeah, still as champion. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what you do. I think you'd go to Survivor Series. Yeah. Get a couple more months out of it, aren't you? Yeah. Survivor Series in Chicago. Survivor Series uh Survivor Series in Chicago. I've beaten everyone. There's no one else to beat. Da, na, 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 na. And then, then <laughs> here he comes. That's yeah. what I would yeah, there we go. I Same can't see it happening. Beats him. <laughs> I can't see it happening. But part yeah. of me wants it to happen. Yeah. That would be amazing. Is it? It's no, same punks out here, Grand Slam champion, isn't he? That would, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But that that would be good. I would, uh, I well, I would, I would pop hard for that. I would, I would. I'm saying I can't see it happening. This, the second CM Punk, the second way that I, I would, I'd, I'd pop. I'd be, yeah. I'd be all over. It. I'd, I'd put my beer immediately in the bin, um, and I'd be like, right now, nah. <laughs> I'd get a crack, a crack over the Pepsi, and I would have the time of my life. Yeah, uh, I I think if it doesn't happen at Survivor Series, it won't happen. But then also, we don't know what with non-complete uh, compete clause clause no. if he's got one in the in his contract yeah. with his with his termination. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know any details about that as of as of yet. Yeah, we don't. Um, what we do know, apparently, um, I've written down in my in my one that that it was Bleach Report, but it might have been Sports Illustrated. It was one of the more sporty publications. But they're reporting that Punk may reveal his story in the coming weeks, and it's set to be explosive if he does. So we'll see. Because if he he was fired with cause, um, which, as far as my understanding of American employment law, which isn't much, but I'd also I don't think there's much American employment law. 
uh, especially compared to here, is that means he was at fault, basically. So he's been sacked because of something yeah. he did. Um, yeah. So in that case, there may not be a severance, in which case, if there's no severance, what have you got to hold against him? Like, there's no kind of... Um, there's nothing stopping him. Like, the, he could sign a no-compete or a, a non-disclosure, sorry. Well, like, right, here's a million, but you can't say anything for 10 years, however. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't disparage us, and we can't disparage you is normally how it works. Um, yeah. If that didn't happen, though, and we hear, you know, who's going to be, given that Cole Cabana and him got sued last time, who's going to host him on the podcast? Um, obviously, we, we'll, we will DM him. Don't worry. We did we did last time. I still got a DM on my Instagram from, well, I'm, I'm not from him for a game reply. <laughs> but I basically said, Matt, do you want to come on a podcast and talk about this uh, rumored AW return? <laughs> so I might just reply and just say, like, you know, just following up. Um, I'll tell, tell you what would be very interesting in the coming weeks is if AW re signed Colt Cabana. Yes. Well, he's still working there, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I think he might. We'll see how acrimonious it is if he appears on All Out tonight. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Or what sort of reaction he gets as well. Um, no, he's getting booed out of the building, I think. Yeah. Uh, Air Steel is still working there, apparently, as a remote producer. Okay. No, um, no, no in person contacts. Yeah, no. It just, the guy's got to use Chubby Noel, just picks up the phone out of shit, puts the phone down. He's like, he's the Vince McMahon of, uh, of <laughs> AW at this point. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'd be very interested to hear him punk story. There'll be, I assume, unless it's really, oh, it was my fault, sort of thing. If it's explosive, there'll be another wrestling around you special. You can, you can count on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would that would give us a good indication of what's going on at that point because you would feel if he's a, a, a able to make comments like that, he's able to sign somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and yeah, there's only really to be doing. I can see. Um, I was thinking about New Japan's working agreement with uh, AEW. Yeah, I mean, someone tweeted Dave Meltzer regarding that, and Dave Meltzer yeah. said it shouldn't affect him yeah. going to New Japan if he wanted to. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, um, Kota Ibushi left on really bad times in New Japan, didn't he? And he's um, wrestling AEW now. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's very interesting. But, months, yeah, we may have seen um, CM Punk's last match. We may have been there live in person for it. And, and what a what a match to go out on, I mm. thought. That was really, Agreed. really good. Um, have we covered everything? Oh, what we should say in all of this is... CM Punk wasn't announced for All Out tonight, but it was very heavily hinted that he was going to be facing Ricky Starks in a strap match. That The final bit of aftermath is Brian Danielson has made a shock return um, last night and is now replacing it. Well, not replacing Punk. Storyline, he's just taken... He's replacing Ricky Steamboat in a strap match. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting that Brian Danielson has returned early. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, obviously, he's obviously, yeah. Well, you're about to be medically cleared. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think. Yeah, but I, I think. Oh God, hopefully, I'm not going to see for saying this. AEW's medical clearance is not as stringent as WWE's. I would say, based on mm-hmm. just what we've seen, basically about mm-hmm. people who get cleared there and don't get cleared, and the fact that Matt Hardy fell off and hit his head on concrete after ten foot, and the match continued. Mm-hmm. But um. 
Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm, I'm assuming, I didn't see Collision last night. I'm assuming Brian Danielson still got a, a baby face pop, even though. Um, which is probably why they should have announced. It was good they announced the firing before that one because otherwise you'd, you'd put Daniel Bryan in the Rey Mysterio position, I guess, where he he could yeah. potentially get booed when he's meant to be a meant mm-hmm. to be a big baby first return. Yeah. But um, well, but speaking yeah, of re- speaking of returns, I know this very show's been very AEW mm-hmm. heavy. Um, Jey Uso's back. Yes, he came back at payback last night. Not seen yeah. a lot of payback. Um, yeah, neither have I. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, however, he's got slightly different music. Yes, they've both got new music, haven't they? Just, just, yeah. Jimmy's got new music as well. Yeah. So a piano-based hit. So Jay's, Jay's back. He's going on to Raw. He's been re- re-signed to Raw. And Cody Rhodes is leaving Raw, going back to SmackDown. Oh, is that what's happening? Is that part of the... I believe so, yes. Draft, from, what yeah. I, from what I've seen, yes. That's doing interesting. another draft, aren't we? Yeah, that's very interesting at the moment, though, isn't it? Based on, obviously, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, but he's not there at the moment. But John Cena is for the next two months. Mm. Do you think we're going to do Cody and Cena? Be face and face versus face, though, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Not two against that, as long as the story's right. Yeah, as long as Cena doesn't bury him. <laughs> And like like he did Roman Reigns at I said like no mercy, they wasted that big match. It was like some random tiny pay per view, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, which they might have to do with Cena actually, because he's only around while they're right as straight as going on. Yeah. One so, thing that I think WE are doing brilliantly, I don't know if you've um, seen any of it, um, but the Miz LA Knight feud. Yes. Is, <laughs> is this yeah. the best impersonation that Miz has ever done? Possibly. It's it's up there. I, I really liked his rock one because I was genuinely fooled by it when it happened. When he came <laughs> out with a ball cap. Um, but but this was this was really good. And what I love about that feud as well, it's well, it's not really a feud, I think it's just one early nights on TV. The amount of simping basically that Wade Barrett does mm-hmm. for early night is just out of this world. Considering that Barrett's the heel commentator. The, um... Did you see it when um the miss came out and he was like Wade Barrett was like, Oh, that's not the that's not LA Knight, I want my money back. And Cole was <laughs> yeah. like, We pay you to be here and he's like, Well, you should pay me even more now the Miz is here. Like, it's yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. That was um Yeah, because um I mean you've seen you've seen the payback spoils, haven't you? Um Cena ended up being a referee for that match and LA Knight won. And he was he was also host of the pay per view. Yes. So basically, he came out not the stars. The first match, by the way, which was the only match I've seen, was Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, and it was really, really, really good. The, I think the best women's match mm-hmm. this year, um, I would say. In WWE, before anyone starts, I've not seen any of Stardom or can Timbuktu women's wrestling. I'm sure there was a great match in there. Don't tell me about it. Um, but yeah, so he came out and he was like, "I don't really know what a host is, so I'm just going to make myself referee this next match." Basically. And then him and Ellen had a bit of beef, but um, Cena in the end was like, no, shake my hand as a mark of respect. And they did. And mm-hmm. he raised Ellen Knight's hand on the stage. So maybe they're going to do Cena versus Ellen Knight, which again is first versus first, but interesting. And then Cena's not afraid of putting over talent, is he? It's not won a match in is it seven years. He's not won yeah, a match. In? As long as he just kind of. Doesn't bury them too much because, like, I think even though Austin Fury beat him, 
Cena kind of ruined him a little bit. I need to do a bit of work with, uh, with Austin just, Theory now. I just don't think Austin Theory is a hot commodity for the future. Yeah. I think he could be as a baby first. Actually, I've, I know obviously there's a whole you know thing about him. But if you look at some of his world, real world interactions, I think he could be a pretty decent baby face if they give him a good storyline. Mm. And a reason for turning first. Yeah. They've got to do something, haven't they? It's the same predicament of AEW. They've got the... In WWE at the moment, have got a lot of high-end talent mm-hmm. in the top of the card, like your Cody Rhodes, like your Roman Reigns, like your Jey Uso. Like your Bobby Lashley, etc., 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 but they're all in the mid forties, mm-hmm. or they're coming up to forty, so late thirties into the late forties. Yeah. So most of them maybe got five, five to ten years left. Mm-hmm. Where did WWE go after that? Yeah, they can't leave gotta, it too late. They've got to get the youth haven't they? They've, they've got to get some of these NXT guys, I think, and some of these. Gone these Mysterio's one for the future. Oh, 100%. definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you, I mean. I I I'll my hands up a year ago. I was say you going, oh, Don Mysterio shite. And he's yeah. not the greatest in the ring. However, on the yeah. mic, he is <laughs> one of the best. That's it. Character work is so much more important than uh, than like than, than wrestling. Really, basically, mm-hmm. you know, you can get away with being a bad wrestler if you go on the mic. I don't really think you can get away with being bad on the mic, even if you're a good wrestler. Like this, yeah. like Cesaro is a great example, right? Um, mm-hmm. That is plenty. There's plenty more like him. Um, yeah, because Alan Knight said he's... Is he 40 now? He's, he's kind of close to yeah. that, isn't he? But, yeah, he's 40, I think. But then again, that's not going to... That could He could get five or six years at least out of that. Yeah. It's, there's not many people who have the big runs that like Cena had, which is probably why Cena is considered the, the GOAT. They do literally announcing him as greatest of all time now when he comes out. But if you think about it, like The Rock's run was probably, what, five years, Max? His, his main his run. Whole, his, his whole run Yeah, was about that. Yeah, what, well, 98? Well, we've done the Rocky Road, haven't we? We're nearly at the end. Um, 98 to about 2003, yeah, yeah. when he left yeah. for Hollywood. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, five years. It's all wrong. So that was it. And he was gone for a big part of that as well, as we've we found out. Like He disappeared months at a time. So, mm. don't have to do much to make a, an impact. a lasting impact. Yeah, it's just... And I guess now with AEW, though, actually, the, 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 big baby, the big face of WWE may be on the AEW roster, as it stands are. Or maybe somewhere else. I think there's a lot of, or it could be someone who leaves, goes to AW, comes back, like does the mm-hmm. Cody, um, the Cody story as well. Or the Drew McIntyre was very similar, wasn't it? Yeah. Also a smaller company, obviously. Well, many smaller companies, obviously. Um, before we end the news um, this week, I did want to touch on it because obviously it happened right after we recorded last week and the episode had already gone out. But obviously, Bray, Bray Wyatt sadly passed away uh, about a week mm-hmm. and a half ago now. Um, at the age of 36 due to yeah. uh, heart complications caused by COVID. Um, so obviously, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, commiserations and thoughts with all his family. I just wanted to get your thoughts on Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, and some of your favorite Bray Wyatt matches or, or storylines. See, I, I, I enjoyed the whole of, of Bray Wyatt's run, essentially. I think the Wyatt family for me was a, a, a favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, just, I don't think there, be, there won't be another one. Not like him, no. there won't. The amount of creativity the guy had was 
just unfounded, really. Just look at the Fiend character and what he did. He carried WWE during during mm-hmm. during COVID. 2020, it was all about Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Yeah, and the, um, the free faces. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much carried the whole companies back for a year where they was doing cinematic matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there, there won't be another one like him. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, gone way too young. Oh, so, so, so much. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's sad just in a real life perspective, but from a purely wrestling perspective as well, like, so much, so much potential. Like, even on this current run as well, like, it was, it really mm-hmm. like it was, obviously it was going somewhere. They had everyone ready for it. And, you know, post WrestleMania didn't need to kind of bring the Wyatt Six back to, to life. And that was something he'd planned on his social media even before he got back. Got back to the company. I, the, the guy felt like he was thinking on levels that we couldn't even aspire to reach. Really, if you look at mm-hmm. the even the White Rabbit stuff, like the amount of detail he went into, and the amount of kind of like references to his old NXT promos, his old WWE promos, even before then, mm-hmm. was uh, was really really quite something. And uh, yeah, I love the the Firefly Funhouse. I thought was because it was just so different from what we were mm-hmm. used to. Um, when he first came back, and it's like, oh, yeah, Bray Wyatt's come back, and you're reading the report a bit more. It's like, as a children's TV presenter, you're like, right, okay, cool, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's weird, but let's see where it goes. And then when you actually watched what he was doing and the kind of the creepy nature of it, and that kind of like really like violent, violent side of it, and how it changed his opponents, and yeah. it was I mean, all so well thought out that you just don't get that that depth from from most people really, or that attention yeah. to care of the character. I think the only, the, only, the only downside to it is that I don't think all of it works on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, go back to um, the Mountain Dew match. Yeah. Lights out match. Mm-hmm. Um, not great to watch on TV. Might have been better if he was there. Not mm-hmm. too sure. Um, I just think what we've potentially missed out on is either a good, a very good, WWE TV show or a film of some description. Yeah. Um, Barbara Wyatt. Because I think yeah. that could have worked very, very well. My God. Yeah. If they had like um, an origin story of Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt's character, because that's the sort of thing that WWE are expanding into now. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Khan is a movie agent, isn't he? That's his, his role before he became uh, yeah. CEO. Yeah. That would have been something to do. It's just so much. I mean, that, that cinematic match between. Uh, Cena and and Wyatt the the Firefly mm-hmm. Funhouse match was. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again, and if we do, it will be a pale imitation of of, of that one basically to kind of break down somebody's career the way he did with with Cena in such a like they had the Bischoff NWO heel turn and the mm-hmm. the Vince McMahon fuck it's such good shit pal like. I'll, all that, all that good stuff, and like for someone just to, to think of that, like even a Firefly Funhouse, like every character was part of his career, wasn't it? Or, yeah, a, you know, a different part of his, his storyline, everything linked together. Like the Fiend was very, very clearly linked to the feud around the Arton and the, the burning down of the uh, the Wyatt compound and and everything. It was just, yeah, it was just fought on a on a completely, completely different, but, different yeah. Level. I just think there will ever be a creative mind like him. No. In wrestling mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I think you know, his his future could have been so bright. 
mm-hmm. um, sadly. Um, if it had gone into creative, yeah, my God, what yeah. what 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 could he come up with? Not yeah. just for him, but for for other talent as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. years to come. Yeah, and it sounded like he was really supportive backstage of other people's ideas as well. Um, yeah. That was kind of one of the main kind of tributes is that it was there was no politic and no bullshit or anything. It was almost like, oh, what are you working on? Let me help you. So did you thing, is... did you hear what Otis has come out and said? Yeah, was that about his book? He, he fair, read his first ever book because he's got dyslexia. Yeah. Um, he'd f- finished a Stephen King book. Yeah. And uh, Bray Wyatt had come over and said, I heard, well done, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I just think, yeah, just sounds like a, a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when we've just been talking about for the, the best part of an hour how toxic wrestling backstage environments can get. Like, I feel like wrestling needed needed more Bray Wyatt, um, mm-hmm. needed more more people like that, really, who just kind of, yeah, supported people and, and wanted to take the industry of the places as well. That was the, the main thing I always got from him. Like, he, he wasn't kind of, oh, I just need to do my same old wrestling storyline. It was, he was, his main feud since he came back was, like, okay, he had the feud of LA Knight, but his main feud was with himself. <laughs> and that is... And we never saw... Of, we never saw that, just, did we? Yeah, we never saw the end of it, and that's that's what's so sad. Obviously, other than obviously he has his wife and kids as well. Uh, you know, I can't imagine what they're going for. All his friends in the industry as well. Like I really, mm-hmm. really felt for Eric Warren and and Braun Strowman. Um, yeah, this week as well. Uh, Eric mm-hmm. Warren, I, I don't have it by me, but Eric Warren put a really, really nice statement on his social media this week, which I would uh, recommend reading. I I just hope that WWE sign Rowan now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do something with him and Braun. Can't yeah. the tag titles. Do um I can't remember the Luke Harper um Rowan tag team name. The Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. Do Bludgeon yeah. Brothers two point or something. Yeah. No, it'd be really nice to see Rowan. He's only forty. Um yeah. Yeah, has all, then he has hasn't been. Well. He hasn't really done anything. I mean, he showed up showed up at a few AEW shows. Yeah, when they come to his hometown. Oh, night. He hasn't done anything since yeah, he was in WWE. I don't think he's, he's he does a few indie shows like near his home, but he doesn't really. I think at the moment he's not really showing an interest in um, kind of signing for a major, mm. a major company really, because you you would think someone of him his stature would be a shoe in for like Impact or NWA if you wanted to go down that route. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I think he just does like local ones in his area. Doesn't have to travel far, you mm-hmm. know. And maybe that's just what he wants. Now. Maybe he doesn't want to go back to WWE. Maybe that's yeah. family time. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, his his whole um, post about the, the the Wyatt family and how they bonded, um, and I've seen that two of them have, have passed away, which is just shocking. Really, is uh, mm-hmm. it's a really really nice statement. No, so I've, I haven't seen that. I will have to have a look for that. Um, and on that rather some of that I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up this this news but I did mm-hmm. want to before we go obviously all in next week uh, Wrestling Society X will continue after that and I've just thought of the perfect solution to CM Punk um, in all this he stars in the reboot of Wrestling Society X right he has X everywhere he could bring back his AW championship with a big X through it that could be the main championship and we just go again just get some random indie guys Mm-hmm. CM Punk, 
Wrestler Society X. I think that is the future. Um, CM Punk, and I'm not going to stop until until that happens now. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week um, with normal Saturday Dream two shows again. Will be a new show. Probably going to involve some sort of CM Punk slash AW news for sure. Um, mm. Was it's all out tonight as we record this? It was all like last night as you listen to this. Uh, um, you'll probably know before us what's happened there. Um, and then yeah, we'll get we'll do our in person review. Actually, no, we won't be doing our in person review of all in next week because Ross is still on holiday and has refused to dial in from Tenerife, uh, which is pretty disgraceful. So it'll be rest to say X episode five next week. And then we'll get on to to all in the week after. <laughs> Even though it'll be two pay per views deep, then we'll be a week off. AEW's next pay per view, which is, again I should have announced, they've got a pay per view called uh, Wrestle Dream happening in October. Um, yes. In honor of Antonio Inoki. Um So that'll be interesting because he's seeing um, Tony Khan's kind of be like, ah, yeah, we, we we should probably invite New Japan, <laughs> which is an interesting way of going about it. I assumed it would be a a joint show. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like. He's had other things on his mind. Listen, yeah, this past this past fortnight, we'll we'll let him off. Um, but Aaron, thank you very much for joining. Where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter when I decide to give people stick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, we should yeah. say a big fuck you to that guy. Show me actually, what's his name? Yeah, yeah Frankenstein ninety one. Yeah, what's his fucking twat? Um, Terra like- Grass Militank at Jack Magoo once. Uh, go on. Um and troll uh Terragrass Militank at Jack Magoo. Um you can find me at Lou Markham on Twitter and threads and Instagram if you like landscapes. And um yeah, we'll we'll start using the, the rest of the round because obviously we will be using the rest of the round um social media a lot more because I'm gonna message CM Punk now asking if he wants to do a podcast <laughs> and we'll probably promote it on there. Mm-hmm. That'll be worth doing. Uh, So, Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week with two episodes of Wrestling Around. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.